It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. It's time for the sports phone. It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. Time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. And this time, Jerry is at the Sports Phone bar along with Jim. He's sitting right next to me. It's one of the rare occasions, but awesome occasions, that we get to do the Sports Phone from the same venue. But we're not in the studio. We are in my Portland house at the Sports Phone bar. Yes, we are. And thanks, thanks, thanks to Rich Culberson. He set us up. I mean, what more could I ask, Jer? Rich Culverson sets us up with all the equipment we need to do the sports phone from your house in the now-named sports phone bar at your house with native Redwood from Mendocino <laughs> County. I mean, thank you, Rich. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Eddie. Um, yeah. This is a dream come true for me. Yeah, this was a, this was an endeavor, to say the least, like trying to figure out, okay, what do we have at the house? What do we need to get set up? Uh, what what all the cables do we need? What mixers? What audio equipment do we have? So yeah, thank you very much to the entire station for helping us put this together uh, to allow Jim and I to do the show remotely. By the way, by and, the way, and by the way, if 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 you want a picture of the sports phone sports bar, um, text me and I'll I'll send you one. Go ahead, Jerry. Interrupt you. <laughs> well, I was also just going to say, uh, kind of along the same vein, I uh, would like to thank Eddie for hanging out in the studio tonight. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, he's he's going to be. Man, man in the board taking calls so the show will go on as normal and that's kind of the whole point of the sports phone right this is for new listeners an open forum sports talk show very simply put jim and i just like sports we like to talk about sports there's nothing really more to it than that uh we just want to spend the next hour chatting about sports whatever topics may come up uh there's a lot going on in the world of sports uh you know in all sorts of different ways topics controversies events all sorts of things are going on in the world of sports, and we just want to talk about it for the next hour or so. So we look forward to taking your calls throughout the evening. The number to call is 707-895-2448. That's the number if you want to talk about sports. So give us a ring. We're going to go ahead and open up those phone lines, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you want to talk about sports. We want you to drive the show. We want you to, to bring up the topics. Jim and I have things we want to talk. We well, not not things we want to talk about, but we have things we will talk about if if we don't get any calls. But if you guys are listening and you want to talk about sports, give us a call and we'll talk about it. 707-895-2448. And to get us started, as always, uh, we're gonna do on this day in sports. It is March twelfth, and March twelfth is actually a really interesting day in the world of sports. And it's funny because we talked about this last year, if we go back a year ago, and then I'll let Jim kind of introduce his, but the thing that was really interesting when we were picking our On This Day in Sports moments is we were talking about a year from now, meaning like in the present, we would be talking about this as a something that had happened previously. And that might not make sense in theory, but once Jim introduces his On This Day in Sports, it's going to make much a lot more sense. Well, the interesting part about 
right now a year ago was we were predicting everything that was going to be canceled because right. of COVID, right, Jerry? Right. And now we're talking about not only things being still still being canceled, but we're also talking about things that are coming back. So it's right. like we've gone this full circle. And I think the one I have two this day in sports. So we're talking about March 12th in 2020, right. one year ago from today, the NCAA national I mean, sorry, um, the head group of all college sports canceled March Madness for the first time in like 150 years for whatever reason. So there was no men's or women's March Madness basketball tournament. Right. And in the same vein, what I was going to say was this was the same day that the NHL paused their 1920 season uh, due to the pandemic. And to kind of bring it all back around. This is what Jim and I were talking about. We talked about it off the air. We talked about it a lot in shows last year. We talked about there are so many things that are going to happen during COVID that are going to become our on this day in sports moments, right? And that's what was so interesting. So I'm sure that this is not the the last we're going to see of 2020 COVID moments being our on this day in sports things because we've gotten to it. We've gotten to a year. And it was funny. We were watching uh, in like the NBA, NBA tip off on TNT last night. And that was how they started the show with it was a year ago yesterday, I believe that the NBA put their season on pause. So yeah. we're at that where it's now that we're in March and we've hit that year anniversary. We're going to we're in the air that we're in the kind of the era of we're going to be not celebrating, but the anniversary of things getting put on pause for the first time. And then we're going to start to see like. I'm sure in a couple of weeks, we're going to see UFC hosted that event during COVID. Like they were one of the sport first sports to come back. So it's an interesting time to look at the, the pandemic from a sports perspective is we're at that one year anniversary of when things were getting canceled. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. Jump in here. What has happened in your last year of, of, of sports, if, if you will, um, whatever you want to want to say. I have one more for this day in sports. In 1903, Jerry, 1903, okay. the Yankees came into the American League Baseball. Like, really? I thought that was going on for all eternity. Interesting. I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder, again, this is where I don't know a ton about baseball. So I'm, I'm curious. Um, it looks like just on the read of this, they came into Major League Baseball. It looks like they were like introduced as a member of the American League. That's really cool. You know, yeah, I think the Yankees have just been or something that's been around for a long time. So that is that is an interesting one. Um, I know you always like to ask, so I had one prepared. We also like to talk about on this day in sports, meaning today, uh, looking for some headline. And I had one other. Uh, it's it's a it's a COVID update again, which I thought was interesting and kind of you know made made sense with the other some of the other anniversaries we were talking about, but. Uh, Three big programs in college basketball ran into COVID issues today. Uh, Duke had a had a game in the ACC tournament canceled, and they have basically ended their season because of a positive test uh, on the, in their program. And then Kansas and Virginia backed out of their conference tournaments, respectively. So the ACC tournament and the Big 12 tournament because of positive tests. Kansas and Virginia, to my understanding, are still going to try to play in the NCAA tournament because they're going to get at-large bids. But Duke was having a year where they where I they had to basically win the ACC tournament to get into the NC, the NCAA tournament, and they had to back out. So that is, I guess, the sign of 
hey, COVID's still a thing right now. Yeah, things are slowly getting better. People still are getting a- vaccinated, but players are still going out and being idiots and <laughs> and, and and putting their, their season on the line. Still a thing. Duke, not in the ACC tournament or in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I'm I'm, su- I'm surprised there aren't uh, advertisers I, pulling out. I can't imagine. I, as an, even a, as a, a child and an adult, I take Duke, the ACC and the NCAA tournament as one thing. 707-895-2448. Call us. Tell us what you think. Um. Isn't it a good NCAA tournament without teams like Virginia, Duke? Well, Virginia's still going to get in. Virginia and Kansas yeah. are going to get in, but Duke's the weird one. And so I was curious. Uh, the last time they got, they did not get into the tournament was 1995. So that's almost 26 Duke? years ago at this point. I just looked that up. Wow. Um, I remember them being like an 11 seed one year, but 1995, that's a whole another thing of them not making the tournament. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. If you want to talk about sports, whatever's on your mind, anywhere in the world of sports, give us a call, 707-895-2448. I had a couple other things we could chat about here, Um, some little fun kind of topics that we could bring up and then maybe get into the kind of the meat of the show uh, as we roll on here if we don't get any calls. But I'd like to kind of start with some easy stuff to kind of, you know, get warmed up a little bit here. There was something that came across Twitter. You, You don't use Twitter. I know. Yeah, but I, I so I send you stuff, and, and I saw something come across Twitter, and this is a, a, an NBA conversation. Let's take a call, Joe. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, guys. This is Joey. Uh, first time calling. Um, really enjoy the show, and I just wanted to, before you get to the NBA thing, I wanted to talk mention what you guys were talking about earlier uh, with regard to the NCAA tournament. Uh, no Duke this year. I actually think that if this year, it's kind of, you know, like with, with what you guys were talking about and the fact that there was no tournament last year, so many sporting events got suspended or canceled, uh, you know, if you're going to have a year where a team like Duke, which people turn out to watch, uh, is, is if you have a year where they're not going to show up and not be in the tournament, this might be the year because while people will miss watching them, they'll love them or hate them, it's kind of like, well, you know, people are just really happy, I feel like, to have the tournament back and have that sense of normalcy return. And That's so, you know, I, I just wanted to make that point. And I guess, you know, it's it's really compelling thinking back to a year ago when uh, sports went away and, you know, like the, the memories were already a year later. And while we're not all the way back, we're... We're uh, we're getting there, so uh, yeah, that's yeah. the point I wanted to make. And thank you. Uh, and with that, I'll hang up and listen. Awesome, thanks. love it. Thanks, thanks for the call. No, that, that's that's a really good point. Just because, I, and I think it's important that he made is that I am fast or not fascinated. I am so happy the NCA figured out how to do the tournament this year. Right, they're going to do it in one location, more or less in Indianapolis. Still 60-14? Yeah, they're going to do a full tournament. So I applaud them for getting it figured out. I think it's going to be really weird to see a, ter- a team like Duke not in it because it's funny. Duke is a lot like the Yankees or a lot of other programs where you either root for them hardcore or you or you, or you you hate them, right? It's, <laughs> and it's, it's one or the other. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. It's uh, either you love the Lakers. Right, exactly. They're them. in that era. So I think it's weird to not have Duke on from that perspective. Like you're losing a team that people love to cheer or root for. But I also just think it's great that the tournament is happening in general. You're on the air with a sports phone. Well, gentlemen, how we doing? Hey, Vince. How's it going? Hi, Vince. Talking, talking some college basketball, my thing. <laughs> well... <laughs> You know how excited we are because you know our family. We're all together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, 
fantastic. I, I love that. Um, so, really quick, first off, uh, Kansas didn't have a positive test. I think they were the. I think they, them and Iowa were the only two teams that did not have a, a cancel or anything due to COVID all year. And wow. for them to get it now is kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's strange that you know they were able to get through a full travel season and then when they get to an actual tournament where, where everybody's playing in the same building they get it they get a positive test so it'll be interesting to see you know kind of like in the acc where duke got one and then all of a sudden virginia gets one you know is this going to is this going to become a, a a thing before you know we get through the big tournament which is being held in indiana um it's going to be interesting to see how the ncaa handles this going forward but not just to, to continue, I'm going to ramble here for a minute, but uh, Duke's not in the tournament, most likely. I mean, they could have gotten that large bid had they maybe won another game in their tournament. Um, but Kentucky's not in, and most likely Michigan State might not be in. And I think that would be the first time in, I don't know, 50 years, 40, 50 years, that all three of those powerhouse programs will miss the NCAA tournament in the same year. But they're out, and I, I have to, I will openly admit that I have failed as a college basketball fan this year. I have not watched like a single minute. I don't know why. I, I just didn't. I normally watch a lot of college basketball. But Kentucky and Michigan State and Duke, they're all in that same boat, right? We're like, where Duke had this COVID issue, but they were likely not going to get in regardless just because they season. Michigan State and Kentucky are in the same boat, right? Where like, these are three of the major programs that, if even if COVID hadn't been a thing, if, th- if they just had bad seasons, right? Like all three they of them did. did not have great years as a program. They, they did. They did. And what I love about this, Jerry, and this is a topic I've been meaning to bring up on the show for a little bit, is my distaste for the one and done. I'm hoping that Kentucky and Duke, mainly Duke because I'm a Duke fan, but we'll, we'll move away from being the one and done programs. I mean, how many titles have they really won or even competed for with the one and done. You know, both of them are like you know their whole program is built around the one and done for the last decade or more, and neither one of them has really thrived that heavily outside of saying, "Oh, we produced a bunch of NBA players," but they don't have a lot of banners to show for that. And I hope that this is the year where Duke brings back a lot of these young players and becomes a better team. Because of that, like, I really, really hope that this, this shows the path to go back to the old way of like producing players over a couple of years and not hanging your hat on people that are going to be there for one year and one year only. So I really hope that that's a a direction that they kind of take from this. And I will say you haven't watched a lot of college basketball this year. This will be, I think, one of the more exciting tournaments. Uh, to watch uh, in recent memory. Uh, if, if you haven't watched much college basketball, this would be the time to start watching it. Um, as always, the tournament's my favorite yeah. uh, sporting event that there is. I mean, it's just amazing. I've got a question. Um, this is going back a little little more gossipy than, than you guys knowing so much about college basketball. But what? why are these teams, what happened to these teams? Is, are you right, Chair? Is is it because there's idiots on these teams? You 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 said it. You said it a couple times. Why are these teams getting positives at this stage of the game? Are they going out and going to frat parties, or I mean, do we know why these teams are being eliminated because of COVID? 
Well, I, I haven't yeah. researched this enough. And Vince, maybe you can answer this question. It, it was, if I, if I, if my brief reading of this was correct, Duke actually had a positive test, right? They didn't have to hold someone out due to health and safety protocols. Yes. I mean, it's, it's crazy because okay. it, it was a walk-on player. So somebody who obviously doesn't even play in the games is right. the one that got the positive test for Duke. Now, I don't know. I know Kansas and Virginia both had positive tests also. I don't know which player it was, what you know, effect they have on the team as far as minutes in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But they all three had a positive test, which is which is crazy because Duke went the whole year and they had cancellations due to other teams having COVID, not them. Virginia yeah. did not have a positive test all year. Kansas did not have a positive test all year, and they're in a they're in a basic bubble now. I mean, like they're all playing in Greensboro or they're all playing in Kansas City. They're not, you know, they're not going. They're not traveling. They're not going around. So it's. It's insane to me that, like, all of a sudden, three major programs have got positive tests. That just seems really, really odd to me, considering the fact that a lot of people are getting vaccinated. And, you know, I'm sure that the coaches of those teams are doing everything they can to make sure their players are being smart. I, I'm, I'm shocked, and, and I'm not super surprised in a way, because I kind of had a feeling that something was going to give – but I, I, for a, these three programs, I'm, I'm very surprised. Yeah, well, and it's interesting just because, like, I, I joke around. I call them idiots and stuff like that. But it could have been as simple as two weeks ago, this walk-on on Duke was in the wrong bathroom with the wrong person at the wrong time, right? Like, it, 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 could, exactly. be as, it could be as yep. honest a mistake as that. And it's just, I, I would lean on it being a coincidence that it happened to be these major programs. I, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. It, it. I just think it happened to be them instead of, you know, Alcorn State I, I will, or something. I, I will. Like I will say this too, though. If you're another coach on another team going into the tournament, this is almost the perfect thing to be like. Look, don't take chances. Don't do anything yeah. silly. Yep. You know, I, look at these programs. I mean, you know, Duke. Duke probably wasn't going to make the tournament without winning the ACC tournament, but Kansas and Virginia are still slated to be selected yep. to go to the tournament. All they have to do is have seven days of, of no positives. Um, and they can, you know, they can go to the this. tournament with a minimum of five players. So they're most likely still going to go. It's, it's, it's a wake-up call for every other program you know, going into this last weekend before the tournament gets selected. And it's probably, in a way, a positive for some of these people to be able to enforce that what we've done all year long type of thing, you know, like don't, I don't I always, know. Like, I, I always I, think, Vince, I always think that, you know, the, these are mature college players that are being told the risks. They're being told the, the, the benefits, the risks of don't do this or this will happen. Don't do the, and, and I think, you know, oh yeah, the, these are special. These are Duke players. These are Kansas players. They know the risks and all. And I'm thinking back, I played pretty major college basketball and Jerry, in respect for you, we were idiots. <laughs> we we yeah. would stay up all night the night before a game. I set a school record once after I swear eating a, a cannabis brownie and and being up all night and couldn't go to sleep. And <laughs> and 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 I, I'm I'm telling you, we're dealing with 17, 18, 19 year olds here. Yeah. No, you you, know, you're absolutely right, Jim. And I think that's been the concern all you, especially in college. And that's maybe the concern for the NBA too. Is like you know, the, you know, a lot of the NBA guys are 
20 to 24, 25 year olds who want to, you know, experience life a little bit as well. So it, it's kind of a wake up call to professional sports to be like, hey, you know, baseball's full swing, hockey's full swing, basketball's full swing. You still got to be careful. You still got to go through the, you know, the proper way to go about life at this point in time because of what we're dealing with. And I really hope that this is a isolated, just a couple of teams are going to be affected and it's not going to become a, you know, I, I don't yeah. know what would be, I don't know how I would feel if we lost the NCAA tournament two years in a row or if professional sports had to shut down for another stretch of time. It would really just be a huge bummer see, in a way, but I, I think we're on the I think we're on the downhill slide with this one. So I, I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I just think we have to be careful for a little bit longer. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Let us know what um, you think about things, Jerry. Do you want to move on to something while we have Vince here? Uh, I mean, if Vince wants to hang out, sure, we can, we can absolutely. Uh, we have no other call. Shift right around. You kidding me? I'll hang out with you guys all the time. <laughs> I, I this the thing that got me, Jer, and I what we discussed at dinner. I'm not ready for right, but um, it, well, I'm ready for that in another week. <laughs> the three point shooting. Yeah, this is an, an interesting uh, conversation. Um, what what is it, what is it called? Tweet you sent me. So yeah, so so for for a little background on this, and and this is a basketball another kind of basketball conversation, but it's a little bit more theoretical. I think I think there's kind of a different type of conversation. Feel free to jump in on it if you would like, 707-895-2448, uh, or feel free to give us a call and change the topic at any point. If you've got something you want to talk about, give us a call at that number, and, and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about that's going on in the world of sports. But, yeah, I, I came across something, um, just a stat, and then you know that led to research. And I'll, I'll start with the stat first, and then I'll read kind of a, a quote from uh, Houston, uh, the Houston Rockets general manager, Dale Worley, I believe his name is. But the stat is uh, the, th- the three-pointer, so the three-point shot in professional basketball represents 39.4, so round it up, 40% of all field goal attempts. So four, four out of every 10 shots attempted in a basketball game are the three-point shot. Put that on hold. Put that in your in your pipe, and um, we will talk about it in a second. Hello, caller on the air. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yep. we can. You're on. Fantastic. Um, it sounds like you've moved on, but I was just calling to uh, give another explanation why uh, college players are catching COVID, and that is. Yeah. Uh, scientifically, the prefrontal cortex doesn't close on males until like 25 to 27 years old. So we know that that means uh, those are years of your life that you make bad decisions, which uh, you uh, iterated in your story about the cannabis brownies. <laughs> so um, that that also plays as a factor. I mean, it can hit, you know, wherever because we're in a pandemic, but... Um, as far as Duke not being in the uh, tournament, um, I guess I speak for those of us who always root for underdogs, and I, I won't miss Duke at all. Um, I'm not a Duke lover. I certainly respect Coach K, but um, I think it's a great chance to see some smaller programs and different uh, schools go deeper maybe. Um, so I'm looking forward to the tournament, and um 
sorry for Vince that Duke isn't in there, but they'll be back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 funny. It's like kind of this double-edged sword for me. Where I think it is really interesting to see those other schools get a chance, uh, but it's just something about it doesn't feel right. Like I, I feel like even if even if you're you're a Duke hater, I, I think there's a a group of fans that would rather see that want Duke in the tournament just to root against them, and then there's the group like you call her where you're just happy they're not in it at all. So I, it's it's interesting. Like, I. I I just think it's unfortunate just because for the same reason, I think it's unfortunate Kentucky or Michigan state might not get in. It's like, those are the staples. Um, but I do also agree with you. I guess I'm on both sides of this. I think it is very cool that some of these other schools are going to get a chance uh, at a crack at this. It's, it's also funny because if you look not to get real down the, the rabbit hole here, but if, I was looking at the top 25 for men's basketball. It's basically right. the same for the most part. There's a few kind of like outliers, but a lot of the programs are, are predictable. It's just doesn't right. have hey, some of we, the other ones. But, right. but I'm with the caller though. that it, it's, it's, it opens the door for some other schools to get a chance to shine in the way that Duke normally does. We've said right along that if you, if you trace this back, the same 25 teams, it's all, it's a lot about money. I missed something. Call, are you still with us? I am. What, what did you say at the beginning? I, I lost track of what you were saying. The prefrontal cortex doesn't change till 27. That's the reason why I made bad decisions as a college basketball player. Is that the point you were making? These guys just aren't ready to make these decisions. I, I missed that point. Yeah, I got a little, little scientific for sports phone, but uh, yeah, the, the prefrontal <laughs> cortex of males doesn't fully develop until around 25. Um, so my point What's- being that they're still capable of making bad decisions, whether they're at Duke or at Southeastern Mississippi State. Um, you know, okay. there, there are commonalities there. Great call. Thank you Love very it. much. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Take care, guys. Awesome. Love call it. back if you hear anything else uh, um, that, that you like. 707-895-2448. I've decided almost every week to try to mention something that is so against the grain of KZYX and KZYZ is. I, I would just real, real quick, not to, because I, I feel a little bad that we're quasi throwing the station under the bus here. I think it's more than KZYX. I think that's a just a kind of a radio show thing. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I don't listen. You know yeah. more talk radio than but me. But go ahead and finish the point. And I think we should integrate this in, but go ahead and, and get that that's out That's a there. good yeah. point. Uh, that, yeah. that wasn't fair. I've only listened to talk radio on KZYX. And th- the other talk shows, all the and I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying it's different for the sports phone. All the other talk shows down the idea of double, they call it double dipping, like that's a bad thing. Is this a talk show you call once and you can't double dip or call again? Well, we encourage double, triple, and quadruple dipping. And you say something, you hear a response to it, we invite you back um, for a... uh, Another dip, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And don't ever apologize for going back to a previous topic. You know, if you missed <laughs> it by a couple minutes or something, or, or we change gears again, we don't. We don't care what the topic is. We just want to talk about sports. So give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We're here to talk sports. We love it, uh, and, and you know, we just want to talk about it. Whatever is is on our is on your minds. But so so to go back as we're waiting for any other calls here. Uh, three point shooting. Yeah, three point shooting. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um. So in professional basketball nowadays, four out of ten, uh, three, four out of ten shots in an NBA game are three pointers. That is up sixty-one percent 
over the last 10 years. So going back to 2011. So do the math if you want on what the percentage was 10 years ago. But that led to uh, a rocket, the rocket Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, excuse me, not Warey, Morey. Uh, he made a, a, a statement saying the NBA appears somewhat unbalanced in large part because the reward given for the three being worth 50% more than the two is out of balance. And that kind of led to, there was an article attached to it where it's basically saying, is the NBA at risk right now? Basically, are there too many threes? Are there too many, you know, is the three-pointer a bad thing? Are, you know, is it, is it hurting other parts of the game? There was a whole conversation. I, Jim, I actually have a question for you to start this, and it's not something we talked about, but I'm going to put you on the spot anyway. Um, but I think you can answer this question. Is the three-pointer, is this stat a phase that is going of the NBA that is going to be replaced by something else at some point? Which stat? That, exactly. that three-point on the rise. It, so basically, like the point I'm making is if you go back to a certain era, it was the era of the big man, and then that was replaced by the era of whatever, and now we're in the era of three-point shooting. Is this the permanent era of basketball, in your opinion, or is it just a phase that is eventually going to go away? Is this number going to go down? Is another no, way I would no, ask no. the question. This number is going to going to go up. Okay. So do you think this problem is only going to get worse? Um, if if you if deem it a problem, yeah, it's only going to get deem worse. It's a problem at okay. all. Go ahead. Um, okay. My perspective, you got to remember, Jer, is that I've never I played middle school, major high school basketball, New York State champs. Um, that's a lot. New York State's got a lot of basketball. Um, I went and played college basketball and I went and played professional in Europe and all those times I have never taken a three point shot. There was never, I, so I have never been in a game with a three point shot. Hello, call you're on the air. You're going to have to wait for the rest of that story. <laughs> I know I, I I'm jumping in right here with a three point com- conversation. Cause this is right up my alley. You you want me to finish my my, my point, or you got something to say? No 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 no. Yeah, this is this is Vince again, guys. Please, Jim, finish your point. Good. No yeah. no. All right. So, um, I've never played a game with it, and so I watched it come from nothing to what it is today, and it is the best change of basketball ever. My point is, what the heck were these people expecting? Um, these are professionals that can get good at doing anything. I mean. You can get good at shooting an eight-foot hook shot or a ten-foot hook shot if you practice it long enough, but you don't get an extra point. If you got an extra two points for a hook shot, everyone would be getting good at hook shots. So it's it's only going to get better the three-point shooting, whether we change it or not. What is the only only issue? My big point here is: What did you expect? I mean, you brought in the three-point shot. Now you're complaining that the three-point shot has gotten good? I mean, what, what, what is the point here? Vince, go ahead. I, I think my only, my only concern here is the, the amount of people taking three-point shots. I, I have no problem with Steph Curry and Damian Lillard shooting logo shots and making them. Like, those guys can do that. But I'm, I personally am tired of watching guys' horrific drives to the hoop have a layup, maybe contested, and kicking it out to the other side of the court for an open three-point look for a guy that maybe shoots 35 30%, 34%, something like that. 
That's what I don't like. So this is for me, I, I, agree with, I agree with you, Jim. The three-point shot is obviously going to become a bigger part of the game because more and more people are practicing it, getting better at it. But I don't think that everybody who's shooting as many shots as they are are really that good at three-point shooters, and we're passing up way too many opportunities for two-point baskets just to get that three-point look. That's my only concern. I watch a bunch of NBA games, and I watch a bunch of guys pass up layups to kick the ball back out to a guy who shoots. That's because you're trying to win, and and that's what wins games. You get an extra point for that. You're into analytics, Jerry. You're into the, what was that thing that, that, that baseball? Oh, money ball? Money ball. These things have been proven. I mean, Grinnell took no, it to a level that not didn't that's work not, because their, that is not their a athletics true weren't at all. good and I will, I will have a whole conversation with you on the sports going down the road about how analytics are ruining sports in a number of ways. At every level of every sport, analytics are garbage. And I do not believe, because if you look at it, really, yeah, Golden State won three titles, but it wasn't just because of the three-point shot. It, you know, part of it was, but it wasn't like LeBron James won his titles against Golden State because of three-point shot. He won them because he was dominant and good, and they were able to also make good plays inside the paint. It, it's The three-point shot does not guarantee you a championship. It, it, what it does is it spreads the floor, but you can't just make everybody on the team a three-point shooter. It doesn't work. We, we don't. It, it, I, no, I, I think that's the future. A, <laughs> this is only. I, I think the teams that have to kind of go off of Vince's point, and then I have a very philosophical opinion of this to, to throw out there that this topic. But I, I think the teams that have tried to commit to this in the extreme have not won and have not been successful. You talking about the Grinnells of the world? Grinnell, well, sure, we can use Grinnells. Grinnell has never won a Division Three national championship. They they never for that matter win their conference championship. No, I understand. The, the Houston Rockets, when they were full on into this, never made it past the conference finals. What about so, Golden right. State? I, again, I think that goes to what Vince's point was that I don't think Golden State emphasized the three, but they emphasized it with three and at other times two, depending on what era of them, really really good shooters and a bunch of other guys that complemented that structure. It wasn't everyone was firing away. I think, that Vince, if, is that more or less what your point was that you were trying to get to? Well, yeah, I mean, look at it, Jerry. Golden State won. Who was shooting those threes? Clay Thompson right. and it was- Steph Curry. I'll have right. those guys shoot threes all day long. Right? I mean, right. What, 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 what about if everyone, not- as time goes on, Vince, everyone's going to be able to shoot as well as them. There's no way around it. These are professionals. If that's what's going to take to win, that's what they're going to get. Well, so then, so then, but, what do you have, Jim? So, so you, you, not everybody's going to be able to handle the ball like Steph Curry or Damian Lillard. So then, what do you have? You have a bunch of spot-up shooters that spread the floor. But if they can't handle the ball and there's no inside threat, well, then the defense can just adjust to being to playing out towards the three-point line. You and, still and, have to have an inside presence or people that can handle the ball and penetrate. Right. You well, still and, and have to. to and, Go ahead, Jerry. Sorry, but I, I was just going to go off of that again to Vince's point here because I, I didn't want to. I don't want to go. I, 
I, I, I hesitate to go too deep into like a philosophical X's nose conversation about basketball. I, I would just, cause that's, I'm letting Vince do that cause he's doing a really good job at it. But I would just, again, say to your point, Jim asked like, well, why is it, what's it, it, we're just going to get to a point where, where everyone's going to be doing it. The teams that have tried that don't win the so teams. That have, the, right. But that's, that's the point that the teams that have committed to, we're just going to have everybody be good shooters. They don't win because they're unbalanced. And and, and the, the, the more philosophical thing I was going to say about this is like, is this a problem type thing? And I think it goes with what Vince is kind of saying is that I think it's a problem for basketball as at large, not as much a, a problem for the NBA, but I think it's a problem for basketball that three pointers are getting so popular because not everyone can shoot the ball like Steph Curry or Damian Lillard or Clay Thompson, whoever, because I think it hurts lower levels of basketball so you're saying because, the middle schoolers right because yeah. I, I think it hurts yeah. basketball more than it hurts the nba because you have these yeah. kids that want to emulate what they see on tv and what yeah. you're trying what you're seeing on tv is is done by a very very small group of highly skilled individuals and you cut that even smaller of a group when you talk about steph curry and damian lurk i don't think steph curry would walk into a middle school gym and and say I want you guys to practice pulling up from half court like I do. Exactly. I, I think I exactly. think he would want you to work on your shooting and get you know work on your form and your footwork. And if you happen to develop into that kind of shooter, that's great. But I don't think he he wants everyone just lining up and casting away from half court. This is very very interesting. This is <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> well, here's here's it's another. Thing. Let, 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 and you're the you're, you're the, the, the the research guy, Jerry, and, and and the stats guy here. Take the top three seeds right now on the Eastern and Western Conference, and and tell me how many three point shots they take compared to teams that are in the the five to ten range. I guarantee you, you look at the new the the, the Brooklyn Nets. They're not chucking up a bunch of threes. I mean, I know James Harden will take a, a few here and there. Kyrie Irving will, but. But James I'll bet Harden you Vince, gets in the paint. I'll bet you Vince, Harry all Irving the teams. gets in the paint. They have a big man. They just signed Blake Griffin. You look at the Clippers. The Clippers are not a major three-point shooting team. They will take them, but Kawhi Leonard lives on the mid-range jumper. Uh, the, the Lakers, they got Anthony Davis because they wanted an inside presence. LeBron James will shoot three-pointers, but not like crazy. You know, your best teams in the league are not shooting 40 to, you know, 45 threes a game. They're not. Once there's enough players that can make 45 percent, and if if there's if there's two players making 45 percent or 50 percent now, ten years. I mean, think about think about ten years ago. There was no one doing it. Now, there's say there's ten players shooting 45 or 50 percent from three. Twenty years from now, five years from now, if the rules don't change, there'll be another. Um, 10, 20% shooting. The longer we go shooting three-point shots, the better we're going to get at it. There's no way around that. The better we get at it, the more mathematically it's going to be valuable to chuck up threes than it is to not chuck up threes. Just, just Here, play. Here's, here's a good analogy for you. And and I will I will just say Mark Schaefer just pointed out that I used analytics after I said analytics aren't, aren't good. So, <laughs> so um, I guess I'm just going to go in circles here, but uh, you know the NFL had a stage here where where everybody thought the 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 spread offense was going to take over and that running backs were pretty much obsolete. Mm-hmm. But you have to win a Super Bowl running the football. It still happens every single Super Bowl. 
The NBA is the same way. You have to have good three-point shooting, but you have to have it at the right time, at the right moment, in the flow of the offense. There are so many times where I catch but as people. Compared to 15, with, as with compared that, to 15 years ago, are we running or passing the ball more in the Super Bowl? Uh, it's, it's still balanced. It's, it, it, it's during, still balanced. during the regular season, passing is way, way more than running the ball, for sure. But when you get to the playoffs, it's more balanced than ever. It's still the same in the end. Defense, running the ball, time of possession, still win you playoff games in the NFL. In the NBA, defense, rebounding, and in points in the paint will win you more games in the playoffs than shooting 45% from three-point range. Those are anomaly games where teams shoot that great from outside on a consistent basis to win a seven-game series. Jerry's, Jerry's ready with some research. 707-895-2448, Jerry, go. Well, it's funny, Vince. I need like a spreadsheet and a calculator to do this right yeah. with this yeah. with your question that you asked. I I need like a whole hour to do the math on this one. But it's it's interesting. I I think on a on a cursory glance because Vince's question was basically the top take the top three teams in in the East and the West in the NBA. How are they compared to the rest of the league in three point shooting? Okay, so here's my quick answer. You have to throw out Utah. They're the outlier because they lead the league in attempts and makes, and they have the best record in the NBA. So you you throw out if you throw out Utah, the best and the worst. which no no not the best and the worst because yep. I'm saying you have to throw out Utah because it actually goes to your point is that this is what all teams are going to do. But if you look at it with made three point shots per game, it lines up actually pretty closely, Vince in terms of like the good teams make more threes than the bad teams when you look at records. But where I think leads to your point, and this is where I, I'm still trying to go through this, if you look at the who, how many teams are attempting, that's when the bad teams get involved. Because there are a lot of bad teams in the top 15 in terms of attempted threes per game that are not sure. in the top 15 for made threes per game. 707. So it's it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one and it gets into a lot of analytics and stats. Like I'm trying to find an easy way to explain it and it's not it's not a, it's not a clean cut thing. I'm lost in about. these numbers 707895248. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine it's a tough one because the NBA has gone towards everybody's shooting about 25 threes a game if not 30. Right. Right. Good or bad. To me it's it's who's shooting those shots. You know, like there's certain guys. I think it was you know the, the Houston. You mentioned the Houston GM brought up this whole thing. I think it was PJ Tucker from Houston as well, the player who who was like, you got you got guys shooting thirty percent, shooting ten threes a game. You know, how does that help your team when you could be shooting ten shots from twenty feet instead of thirty feet, making five or six of them, and now you're scoring ten to twelve points instead of nine points. You know, just a higher percentage shot. It's, it's, it's too many, you know, too many guys that should not be shooting that shot as much as they are. And maybe, Jim, you're right. In five years, more of those ancillary players, the six, seven, eight guy on the bench, will, sh- will be shooting a better percentage because that's just where the game is going and we're practicing it more, we're shooting more shots. But I would, I would assume that more seven-footers at this point in their career, would be better free throw shooters than they are in the NBA because they're pretty sure they practice that too. So maybe that's not true 
that the three-point shot will become more consistent for everybody because they keep working at it, and that's where the game is going. I, you know, it, it, you know it, it, I just feel like if you're going to win in the NBA, you've got to have a, a – you know, I, that's why I like Joel, Joel Embiid. Like, give me a guy like him any day of the week. I will take a player like him and run my team around that all the time. And Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a great guard who scores 20-plus points a game, and he doesn't shoot threes at all. You know, so I, I, I like the balance. I want a little bit of, a, a little bit of both. I love the three-point shot, but I also love good dribble penetration, pull-up jumpers, and guys that can give me a turnaround left-handed hook shot or an up-and-under or a drop step. Give me all of it. Give me the balance in the league. I do not, I do not want to see the NBA turn into the three-point shot being 50% of our offense. I, I just don't. 707-895-2448. I've had enough with about the NBA three-point shooting, Jerry. I don't know where <laughs> we're right, going well, how about That's how a great about topic, man. So, good so research. I, I was, good argument. If you, if you don't have another call, let me change the topic. But it's similar. It's still kind of the NBA, but every sport does this, too. Tanking. I was, I was, watching, I was watching the Clippers destroy the Warriors last night, and the, the TNT guys were saying how – and it was, you know, Shaq and Barkley both were pro-tanking, and they said the Warriors should sit Curry, play their young guys, and tank the rest of the year for whatever reason, which I find appalling, the fact that we're going to pay people millions of dollars not to play just so we can test young guys and maybe get a better draft position. Where do you guys I think it's one of those things. One of those things it's easy to talk about, but I, I, somehow I have found it hard to believe that you're going to see a competitor like Steph Curry or... Well, Kobe Bryant or, or, or any anybody just not playing just so they can get a better draft. Well, I, I don't yeah, and that's where it, that part is not real, and and that that's where I've always stood with tanking. So so for for listeners that that are kind of coming into this a little bit blind, the the idea of tanking in professional sports is teams that are either not good or average. So you're you're either not a good team or you're on the fringe of not being a good team. Um. There's this concept in sports of, to some extent, you're going to lose on purpose to better your position in the draft, more or less, to get a higher draft pick so you can get better players and kind of rebuild your team. That's that's the general concept of tanking. Um, if, if you're looking for an example of this, probably one of the biggest examples of it was the Philadelphia 76ers, if you go back a few years, where they were more or less tanking at some level to get you know people like Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and getting draft picks and accumulating players and so on and so forth. Where where I stand on the, the issue of tanking is I agree with I think both of you that players are not actively tanking. They are not it doesn't matter if it's Steph Curry or the young guy that you're putting out on the court that has never played in the NBA before. They are trying to win. They are they are not part of tanking. Tanking is a decision that is being made by by management and to some extent the coaching staff. And you're basically I, I always talk about and Jim, I've talked about this to you a lot. It's a coach's job and a general manager's job to put the team in the best possible position to be successful and to win. So tanking is taking that away. The, the players are always going to try to win. But you are, as a GM or a coach, in my opinion, tanking is 
when you are no longer putting your team in the best position to be successful. Now, before I let you go here, the argument to that is the best position to be successful is we need better players and we need, you know, we lose now, we get better players. Like, that's the long-term argument. So it is a short-term versus long-term argument. Yeah, yeah. But tanking to lose games, I, I have always said this, it is never a decision. There are no players in professional sports that are getting together. Okay. We're going to lose on purpose. It's, it's coaches and management. Well, there's some bizarre examples of teams that do lose on purpose, but that's, that's an outlier, but it's, it's coaches and GMs making the decision to not put their team in the best position to have a chance to win. That sum up your idea of, of tanking Vince. Well, no, I, I totally, I, it's not Steph Curry playing 40 minutes and playing to lose. It's, it's Steph Curry being told he's only going to play 28 minutes and we're going right, to play right. this guy instead for the next 12 just to see what he has. And, and for me, I just find that to be, you know, cause the whole point of, you know, what, what, what the, you know, Shaq and, and Charles were saying was like, well, they're, you know, what are they going to do fight to make the eight seed and lose in the first round of the jazz or the Clippers or the Lakers? And right. to me, it's like, what is the New England Patriots, for example, they won every year and had one of the lower draft picks every year. It's, it's how you draft. It's how you sign free agents. It's how you build your team with what you have the ability to do. You don't, you don't tank to get the number one pick. How many number one picks have actually become the superstars they're supposed to be? I mean, you know, it, 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 to me, it's like you're taking a risk it's almost like playing somebody less because you're afraid they might get hurt when an injury yeah. could happen at any time in any circumstance. So I, I find it to be a, a garbage argument. No team, no management should ever tank just because they feel like they're going to get their next great player in the draft or whatever. You play to win. You play your best players, and you, and you do the best you can. If you get the eighth seed with a mediocre team, well, good for you. Way to go. Way to get in there and fight. You're still and getting I that truly bonus. believe if you're the Warriors got eight seed, they could challenge somebody for seven games. They might not win it, but they could have a good series, and they'll still get a mid first round pick. What's wrong with that? I, you know, I, I just so, I found it. I was listening to that, and I was just I was so upset with 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 the TNT crew. I was like, you got to be kidding me! You're condoning this. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. 707-895-2448. We got about nine minutes left on the sports phone here. Maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, Give us a call if you want to talk about sports at any level, whatever the topic is. Give us a ring. 707-895-2448. No, go ahead. Something I really liked last week um, and I want to encourage going forward in the sports phone is last week we had a caller that, that said, uh, they, they challenged the host, gave, gave us a, 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 a trivia question. We called Stump the Host. Might be a little late in the show at this point for that. Uh, but. They, well, we can, we can try it. I, I, I love it. So if, if, uh, um, if, if you have any questions, if you want to try to stump the host with trivia questions, we always uh, encourage that. So I, I, did, I was going to say it at the beginning, but I haven't got around to it. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I remember having the tanking conversation because I think there's a lot to it. And it's also, I think it's really funny. Like you never see tanking in like individual sports. It's always team sports. There's no tennis players that are tanking. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's never anything like that. It's, it's very tied to team sports. 
but but it's also just it's interesting because I think it it ties into the other arguments that we've had, I think on the show and conversation, we have just how the structure of the draft is just such a mess in general. Like there's this argument to be made of does the draft even need to be a thing in, in the structure that it is, but no Vince, I, I'm with you. If it just in general with this, like I, I think it's, it's a really bad look for teams to lose on purpose. And regardless of how it looks, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one uh, uh, for sure. 707-895-2448, about seven minutes and change left on the sports phone here. So give us a ring if you want to talk about sports, uh, where, where the phone lines are still open. We've been talking about all sorts of stuff tonight, a lot of basketball talk. You know, uh, tanking, Jerry, I was just thinking, and then you mentioned individual sports like, like tennis. Right. There's another word in tennis and in golf, individual sports, for tanking. It's called sandbagging. Do you know the term? That's when you play lousy on purpose so you can get a better seed in the next tournament, basically. Right, but I guess, yeah, I, I guess it's close. Yeah, they, okay, that's, yeah, that's that that's similar, I think. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. It's th- th- That's a very in- interesting, um, it's basically the same thing, and you had just said that it doesn't happen, but I know there's golfers that would put in a lousy score so they could get a better seating in the next turn. Well, they get a worse seat if you play. If you Well, the, the, what I'm saying is you get in a better position in a tournament and you get more what are called strokes if you, if you're, if you played worse the tournament before. It's called sandbagging. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, that's true. I, I, I see that. Uh, got one here, Jer. I, Let's take a call. You're on the sports phone. Good evening again. Pour me another one. <laughs> what's up? What's on your mind? Well, um, uh, five minutes behind again, going back to three-point shots. Um, oh, go for it. No, no problem. N- number one, uh, I want to wholly endorse the previous caller's uh, take on the NBA, and I don't understand why they drive to the basket and kick it out. I understand it's 50% more, but um, uh, they're passing up a, a much higher percentage shot to a, a lower percentage shot. So I'm tired of that. Um, I want to uh, bump up against Jim a little bit and say that I don't think three point uh, percentages are going to go up in the next five years, maybe negligibly. Uh, and the reason is that I, I don't think it's just a skill, like a technical thing that you can teach somebody. I think it's a, a, a really special mix that, you know, Curry has, Lillard has, of confidence, you know, going 0 for 10, then, you know, going 7 for 10, just keep shooting, um, and the skill and the temperament. Um, I just think those are pretty rare qualities, and I don't, I don't think they can be taught. So that's my prognostication on March 12th. Um, and then the other reason I don't think that uh, the, the three-point thing is, you know, they're going to be shooting from half court is that the defense is going to be so spread out that, you know, anybody coming down the court gets past their man. There's no rim protection. And so it, it would <laughs> just true. completely yeah. change the game. I just don't see that happening. And yeah. no, uh, I agree. Hey, we got another we got another call coming in. We're going to try to get them on real quick uh, before we wrap up. Yeah. Thanks for the call. All right. Take care. Hello, call. You're on the air. And b- before you say anything, I'm going to tell that last caller here. To think we're not going to get better at three-point shooting, it's not going to happen. We're all going to get better when we practice. You're on the air. Go ahead. Well, there's also, it's not tanking, but 
when gangsters are involved, there's the throwing of a fight. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a form of it. Can, yep, that's a good point. Long shot bets can come through because the guy that should have won takes a blow, pulls a punch, goes down, but he would have won if he tried. I stand, things, you're right. I'm going to have to stand they got different here. names. Yeah, you're right. The I, I will absolutely Black stand corrected. What was that? The Chicago Black Sox is an example of the same thing that I just said about throwing a fight. Yeah. It pervades so, which, the industry of sports. When money's involved, it happens. It'll happen in any sport. There, it's probably so happened summary, many times we d- we'll never know about. Your summary, Burton, is as long as money is dominating sports, there's going to be lots of forms of tanking. Is that a fair statement of what you're coming from? Uh, kind of. Stuff we never find out about. And then also there's all those drugs in sports. You know, it's like, you know, after, you know, after a certain point in baseball, you kind of go, who are the real guys that really belong in the Hall of Fame? Who did it without drugs? You know, you got to go back to the Drysdales, the Kofax, the you know, Mickey Mantle, pre-drug guys. Burton, it's, you know? Burton, it's, it's funny. It, it, it's funny that you brought, you brought up the, the Chicago White Sox or the Black Sox, as they're called, because when I was making that point, when I was saying, you know, you don't see players choose to lose on purpose, the minute I said that, that team came to my mind, and I tried to qualify it just by saying, like, well, there's a few exceptions to it kind of thing. But I, I was wondering if someone was going to call me on that. It, it, it made sense. I don't know what we have here. We got an interesting topic going. But, Burton, it seems like every time you call up, we get like 10 calls uh, that come behind you. Let us take another <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I was out to eat, and I just turned on the show 15 minutes ago. I had a call earlier if I heard, oh, heard, no my, if I heard Burton, my opening. Yeah. All right. Let's get one more call in here. Hello, call. You're on the air. You've got 30 seconds. Call, you're on the air. I think we lost them. We lost one, Eddie. You got another one there? I think we're nope, that's the last one. We're good. That's the last one. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's wrap it up. I have one. I'm going to call it a public service announcement to anyone that's trying to get into radio or broadcasting. I want to just say this real quick in in 30 seconds. I'm not going to get into the story. Um, and and because I, I think the story is 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 its own thing. But I just want to say real quick, if you're trying to get into the world of broadcasting or sports broadcasting in general. Please make sure to turn off your microphones uh, when you are on a commercial break. If you're trying to, if, if that makes no sense to you, go to ESPN and look up Oklahoma Prep Game Broadcaster, and you'll get the full story of what I'm talking about. Uh, story, come the, on. The Jer. quick version of the story is a a radio broadcaster in Oklahoma forgot to turn his microphone down on a commercial break and said some very racist comments about one of the teams that he was broadcasting about. That's the very short version of this. It's priceless. And it's it's a great story, and I just wanted to say it as a public service announcement. If you're in broadcasting, remember to turn your microphones down. With that, we're going to wrap up the show, everybody. Uh, Eddie, I want to thank you again uh, for, for manning the board for us. Thanks for everyone that called. Jim will be back in the studio next week for a normal edition of the Sports Phone. Uh, and with that, we'll take it back to the studio, and we'll go from there. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. I was going to say, um, e- either be a better broadcaster or uh, don't be racist. One <laughs> yeah, other. one or the other. Thanks, thanks everybody, for listening. We'll talk right. to you next week. Thank you, Eddie. This has been a production of KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.